Getin daf membet, the last thing we were discussing was a person half freed his slave. Rabbi says he's completely free. And Hachamim say nothing happened at all. And Rabbi said the mahloket is when someone half freed his slave using a shtar. Rabbi holds it works, comparing it to Shifha Harufa. And Rabbanan, who compare it to a get of a woman, say it doesn't work. And Rabbi Yosef said, no, the mahloket is between Rabbi and Hachamim is talking about the money, if he paid half away, that Rabbi held that he's free, like a uh, Shifha Harufa. And Hachamim held that he's not free. But when it comes to Shtar, everyone agrees that he cannot be koneh himself with a Shtar. And we asked a couple of questions on Rav Yosef. And with that, we are starting Mem Bet Amud Aleph at the end of the first line, which says Amar Amar Abba Machloket The Machloket is when he left half of him, freed half of him over here. Hachamim hold you can't free a person halfway because we learn it out of a woman being freed from her husband, a get, a regular get. But if he freed half of him and sold the other half to someone else, or he gave the other half to someone as a present, once he's leaving him completely at once, this now slave is now free like this woman is free. And Amale Abaye, Abaye Tazraba, Obhulo. Lopligay, you come and tell me when he's leaving his master completely, nobody argues. We learned in one bright A person wrote everything he owns to his two slaves. He was mezakeh them at the same time. Kanu, they are koneh. The problem is each one is koneh half of the other one. Therefore, they free each other. We have another bright if a person says everything I own goes to my following two slaves, they didn't even be koneh themselves. Now, the Chorad is a contradiction between the Braithot. And now, my love, you have to say that ha, the first Braitha is like Rabbi, who holds that a person could be Meshachir, his slave, halfway. And therefore, they free each other at the end. Vihan, the second Braitha is Rabbanan, who holds you can't uh, free a slave halfway. And therefore, they're not even Kone themselves. And bottom line, like Abaye is telling Rabbi, you see that even when nothing is staying by the Adon, there's still a mahluk between Rabbi and Rabbanan. The Gemara says, Lo, that's not the way they, they, they resolve the contradiction between the Braito. Rather, Idi Idi Rabbanan, they're both Rabbanan, and they agree when nothing is left by the master, it counts as he's allowed to leave. He leaves completely. Even if you only let him go halfway, he's still free. And the the first baita had amar kulo. And the first baita, the reason they're free each other because he said kulo, he's completely free to go. And since they're stuck one to the other, and okay, then they free each other to complete the process. And had amar hatsi hatsi. But when he told them each one gets half, therefore they're not even koneh themselves. Yeah, simply no contradiction. They both like rabbanan. But the Gemara says, sefer, But the second Braithat answers, amar hatsi hatsi lokanu, That if he said half-half, they are not koneh, deresha. It sounds like the first part, the amar kulo. Uh, it sounds like if he said the, 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 that they are completely free, they are still not koneh themselves. No, the Gemara says, no. Parushe kamefaresh. That end of the Braithat is coming to explain the first part of the Braithat. 
And it says like this, Af Atzman Lokanu. That when he freed them half half, they, they weren't even calling themselves Ketzad. And what do you mean? Has has it possible? And this the, here comes the Sefa. When he said half half, and it makes sense to say that the Teresha is, is Dafka talking about half half. The Yisalkata Kulo because if in the Resha we hold that he said Kulo. If in the case where he said they are completely free, they're not kone. Amar chetzi chetzi mi If he said half half, do we even have to discuss it? The Gemara says no. Imishum ha If you're coming to bring that as a proof, that that yuk is not a good proof. Why? Because you could say that tana sefa la galuya resha. That the sefa with the chetzi chetzi is coming to explain the first part. Shelot amar resha de amar chetzi chetzi. Aval amar kulokanu. So you don't say that the resha is talking about. Hetzi, hetzi. But if you would have said they're completely free, they would, they would go. Therefore, therefore, that's why the sefa comes to say half and half. So the, you can understand that the resha he said kulo, and still you wouldn't be kone. Now, here's another way to explain the contradiction between the two bright thought. You could also say The second Brayta where he gave one contract to two of the Avadim, he gave it to someone else and therefore they wouldn't be Kone with that one Shtar, they never Kone and therefore they weren't even Kone themselves. But in the first Brayta when he gave each one a Shtar, so then they were Kone, there was some sort of Kinyan. So they're going to ask, what are you talking about? If, if, if we're talking about Bishtar Echad, then who cares if it was half-half? Even if he would have said uh, they're, they're completely free and when they gave it to someone else and there was no Kenyan, it, it wouldn't have helped. Rather, the Gemara explains, this is the way you're supposed to say it. A person gave everything he owns to his two slaves. They're not Kone themselves. What are we talking about? Bishtar Echad, with one contract. But Bishnei Shtarot, Kanu. Be'im Amar, Hatsi Hatsi, and if he said half-half, Af Bishnei Shtarot, Nami Lo Kanu. They wouldn't even be Koneh. Ve'ibaitim, or you could say, here's another answer to why the Braithot contradict one another. Ve'lakashya, there's no problem. Right, We're really talking about both, both of them. He told them, you're completely free. And the difference is, Kan, in the first Braithah, where he gave them shtarot, each one bevatahat at the same time. Therefore, each one is kone himself, and they they completely go free. Khan, but in the second brayta, where beze aharze, he first gave it to one person, and he gave it to another one. Therefore, they're not kone. But the Gemara asks, Bishlama Batra, I get it. The second one, lo kane dehakane le kama, because the first one was kone. Ela kama likne nafshe vilikne havre. But let the first slave who got the contract first let him be kone himself. He'll go free, and he'll be he'll be kone his friend. Ella, rather You have to say like we said, uh, like one of the answers we said before. Now here's Rav Asher's take on the difference between both brightot. Here's the this. There's no contradiction. Rav Asher Amar Shani Atam. The second brighta is different. That second brayta, you're calling them your slaves. You're telling I'm giving my uh, my things to my two slaves. You're calling them slaves, and that shows you you don't want to free them. 
Maybe my once upon a time slaves, they're not my slaves anymore. Then we learn, A person writes everything he owns to his slave. He goes free. But he left any piece of land, anything that is still by him, he doesn't go out free because we're worried that every single piece of land could be the piece of land that was left over. This way he wasn't kone anything and he's uh, stuck. Now he's free, even if they, he left off a little piece of land at themselves, because we could split whatever he said. Palgin and Dibura sort of thing. Number one, he let him out. Number two, he left uh, something and therefore he, we're going to we're going to go by the first part. He's free. Unless he says, everything is given to my slave except one ten thousandth. And the problem is, that slave could be that one ten thousandth. So maybe he didn't free that slave, so it wasn't clear language. So the Gemara says, The reason he doesn't go free, because he said, except the one ten thousandth. He said something that's mevatel that not, that negates the first thing he said. Hello, Amarachi. But if he didn't say something that negates the first part of what he said, he's kind of he goes out free. Now, according to you, Amai, why should he go free? In the star, what he write? He called them an Ivid. Rather, you have to say his once upon a time slave. He's not slave anymore going forward. And Hachanam, you have to say in the second Baita, we're saying he's giving it to his slaves that he used to have. Now, we're going to go back to this deen of half an Ayavid or an Ayavid who works for two people. And just before I start, I wanted to mention that a bull that kills an Ayavid, the owner of the bull has to pay to the owner of the Ayavid 30 shekalim, no matter what the worth of the Ayavid is. If he's worth more, he's worth less, always 30 shekalim. But if he hurts that Ayavid, now he has to pay to the owner whatever he lost. So the Gemara says, If a bull gored this Ayavid, who's half a slave, meaning half, a, he, one day he works for the, his, one master, the other day he works for himself. If he got gored the day that he's working for the master, then the money goes. But if it happens to be on a Tuesday, the day he works for himself, the day he's free, then if he gets gored on that day, the money goes to him. So I ask, how does that make sense? If that's the case, then on Monday when he works for his master, he should be able to marry Shifha. And on the day where he works for himself, he's a free man, he should be able to marry a, a free woman. The Gemara says, no. We're not talking about the subject of Isur and Heter, who you allowed to marry, who you're not allowed to marry. That's not, uh, that's not what we're discussing. When it comes to money, we the, this is with the takana. When it comes to getting married, he's still a little bit of both. So the Gemara asks, Tashema, we have a Braita to show you that that's not the din. Hemit Eved ben Horin. If the, the shore killed someone who is a half half, noten hatsi knas lerabo, then he pays half the knas, the 30 shekel to his master. And then he pays half of what the Ivid is worth to the Ivid's children. 
And the Gemara asks, Am I? Why should that be the din? Hachanami lema yom shel rabbo lerabbo yom shel atzmo leatzmo. We should say the day if he got gourd on Monday, it should go to the master. If he got on Tuesday, it should go to him. So what has this? Obviously, it contradicts to what we learned before. The Gemara says, No shani hacha dekachal yakarna. There's a difference over here when the Eved was killed. The entire principle was completely destroyed. When the Gemara, when the brought the Brayta before that said one day, one day, that's talking about a situation where the entire principle wasn't destroyed, meaning he wasn't completely killed. So the Gemara asks, What are we talking? What type of situation that the entire principle wasn't destroyed? So the Gemara explains, Let's say the bull gored him on his hand, and now it dried up because it was a nasty hit. But after a while, it's going to go back. And in that type of situation, we'll split it, it will, depending on the day. If it's on this day, then on that day. Okay. Now, before I continue, I just want to introduce that in Babakama, we learned that a person who hurts his friend, he has to pay him five things. And we'll just talk about the two that we need for the sugya. Nezek means you pay him whatever he is worth less now. So if he was worth uh, one price as a slave and now he's worth less, that's considered nezek. You have to give him the difference. Shevet is when you pay what he lost daily work. He was making uh, whatever it is a day. Now he can't make it because he's hurt. That's called shevet. So now the Gemara asks, All this makes sense according to Abaye who said in Baba Kama that if a person hurt another person and he got hurt for a while and then he got better, he has to pay him, Shevet Gedola is the Nezik, how much he would have been sold as a slave. And Shevet Ketana is the, the days of work that he missed. Shapir, now all this fits in perfect. Therefore, the, if a bull gored the slave, you pay what he's worth less, and you paid what he's missing from work. Great. According to Rabbah, a person hits another person, you only pay him his shevet, whatever days of work that he lost because he's sick. And Rabbah holds that when someone gets damaged temporarily, then he doesn't have to pay the nezik part, only the shevet. And the problem is high shorhu. The problem is in our sugya, it's a bull who gored. So it's called the, the shor. The shor and omeshalim elanezek. And shor only pays damages, not shevet wages. And the chora, he wouldn't get anything in the, in the case of the shor. Rava holds there's no damages. And shevet, there's no deen of shevet when it comes to a bull. So then. Uh, what are we talking about, according to Rava? So the says, Iba'it ima, you could say, adam. You could say that a person hit him, and that's what we're talking And then he, one day he gives it uh, to the, his uh, master, and if it was on a, the other day where he's working for himself, he gets it. Iba'it ima, mimrahi, umimra Or you could say, it was a statement said by Amoraim, and Rava has the option not to disagree with, uh, with Amoraim. So now the Gemara asks a question. A slave who went out free, didn't get his get shihur yet, and he was gored and died. Does the Baal Ashur have to pay 30 shekalim or not? 
The pasuk says thirty shekel he'll give to his master. Ve'haylav adonu he's not uh, his master because he let him go. Or Dilma, or maybe Kevadim Husar get Shehur since he's missing the get Shehur. Adon Karinabe, he's still his Adon. So the Gemara tries to bring a proof from Brayta. Hashema Hemit Misha Hatzio Ayev the Hatzio Ben Horin. If a bull killed someone who's a half free, half slave, not in Hatziknas, the Rabbo gives half the Knas to Rabbo, which is like let's say fifteen out of thirty shekel. The Hatzik offer the Roshav, and then he gives half the worth to his children. My love, Kemishna Harna. Aren't we talking about a case where? He was owned by two masters, and one of them let him go, and the other one didn't give him a get shehur yet. The Gemara says, "Lo, no, we're talking about kemishnari shona, according to the first uh, shita, or, or the way it used to be, according to Bet Hillel, where we don't have to force his, ma- his second master to let him go. Rather, he works one day and he's free one day, and he's considered an adon complete adon over him. And Tashema, here's another brayta. This is about Ivet Kenani." Who get who automatically gets freed if his master broke his tooth or made him blind in one eye? So he peel et shino vesima et aino. If his master uh, uh, broke his tooth and then made him blind, yotzeb shino. This ayved is freed because of his tooth, and venoten demi aino. And the master has to pay for the eye. Now we understood that he also needs a get shihrur in between them. And if you hold that Ivan uh, who didn't get his get yet still has the fine that we do for an Ivan the 30 kesef, and you hold that that 30 kesef goes to the master, then we don't understand. If someone else heard him, they would give it to the master. If the master himself heard him, he's going to give it to the slave. How does that make sense? Sigma says, no, maybe the Brayta holds, maybe the Brayta is like the opinion that holds that he doesn't need to get Shehur, the Tanya. Uh, the tooth, the eye, and any other 24 body parts that if the master hurts the, the Ivid, and all of these body parts, the Ivid goes out and he's free. But and he needs a get shihur in order for him to be able to get married. Rabbi Meir Omer, Enot Sarich, he doesn't need to get Shehur. Rabbi Lazar Omer, Tzarich. Rabbi Tafon Omer, Enot Sarich, he doesn't need. Rabbi Akiva Omer, Tzarich. And Hamachriin lifne Hachamim, those who compromise, who sat in front of Hachamim, and they were trying to figure out who the Halakhas like Omrim, Nirim very bitterfone, he doesn't need to get Shehur when he goes out Beshen Vain. Why? Ho'il Vetorah Ziktalo, the Torah freed him, so he doesn't need to get Shehur. The Devere Biakiva, that he needs to get Shehur, Bishar Evarim, and other body parts. Ho'il Uknas Hachamim, because Hachamim made that fine, and they're the ones who said that he goes out free. And the Gemara says, Knas hakra'eka darshinan. What are you talking about? How could you call it a fine? They were doreshes from the psukim. Who since it's a drashav hachamim, and it's not written in the Torah, therefore he would still need a get shehru. Now, in general, Eved Kenan, if he belongs to a Kohen, he eats regular Truma. He's Kenyan Kaspo, he's what the the Kohen owns. So now, Does he eat the Truma or not? 
Meaning, is he kinyan kaspo al marahamana vehaylav kinyan kaspo? Is it what the master owns and he doesn't own him anymore? He let him go. Or the Omar maybe kevanim hosar get shihu since he didn't get his get yet kinyan kaspo karinalbe. He's considered still connected to the kohen under his ownership. Tashema. Here's the proof that he does eat trumad. Amar of mishashia kohen itchnit arev lada bevlad shifhata hare elu ochlin betruma. If a Kohenet and a and a Shivha, their children got mixed up, we don't know which one's which, they both eat Terumah. And when they split, uh, when they get their Terumot and Masrot, they, they both get only one part. You never give to each one of them separately, rather they always have to get it together. This way make sure that you're giving it to Kohen. Once these two grew up, they free each other as a safek. And bottom line is, you see, as long as they weren't freed properly yet, they could still eat truma. And the Gemara says, what are you talking about? How can you compare cases? Over there, when the babies got mixed up, if Eliyahu and Navi comes and says, no, this is an Ayved, he's considered Kenyan Kaspo, he's an Ayved Gamur. Hacha over here with the Meukav get Shihrur, Lav Kinyan Kaspo Klal. He's not owned by him at all, and maybe he shouldn't eat Teruma. Meaning, we don't know what the din is over here. Over there, we just don't know what the case is. The Kamelion Avir fixes it over here. We don't know what the din is. Even if you tell us, it wouldn't help. Ibayalehu, and here's another question. If a master sold his slave to someone else, but only that. If something happens him, if a bull gores him and he'll die, the other guy will get the third kesef. Machur or no machur? Is that a sale or not a sale? And remember, this is something that might not come. It's not right now. It's not something in the world. So is that a sale or not? Is maknei davash shelob So and the Gemara says tebayler bimir v'tebayler banan. The question is go. It goes according to bimir. And it goes according to Rabbanan. According to Rabbi Meir, who holds that Rabbi uh, Meir, who holds that uh, something that's not in the world can still be sold. He only said that a person can sell something that's not in the world. That's Odafka fruits of a palm tree that you know is automatically going to come out. Over here with uh, selling. This Ayved, just in case he gets gored and dies in 30 Kesef, who said he's going to get gored? And if he gets gored, who says that the person's going to pay the 30 Kesef? Because maybe the owner of the shore is going to admit that his shore killed the Ayved, and doesn't have to pay the Knas. Someone who admits doesn't have to pay the fine. So you can't even compare cases. That's Rabbi Meir. And the question is also according to Rabban who said, A person cannot buy something that's not in this world. You still have a problem. Because Hachamim only said a person is not something that's not in this world. Because these... That's Dafka with fruits of a palm tree because they're not here right now. 
Aval hacha over here by selling the sa'ivet for the knas, haka eshor, haka ayavid. We have a bull, we have a ayavid, uh, and uh, they're right in front of each other. So they're here in the world. My, maybe they would agree that the sale counts. My, what would be the halacha? And we'll stop right here and we'll continue this tomorrow. Baruch Hashem Amen, Amen.